0: Welcome to the Depths of Motherhood podcast, the show that is ready to go deep into the exploration of raising wildlings in today's world and how to tap into your innate wisdom. Hosted by Danielle Baker, a Women's Circle facilitator, doula, and passionate mother. Danielle welcomes guests onto the show who are dedicated to positively influencing the world of pregnancy, birth, parenting, and humaning in general. Join us to debunk the myths and reveal truths that will realign you back to your true nature. Mothering in today's world may seem overwhelming at times. This podcast aims to cut through the noise to share with you information to support you on your journey. If you love this podcast, show your support by signing up to the Depths of Motherhood Patreon, starting from as little as $3. If you join the highest tier, you'll gain access to the Women's Circle Online, run by Danielle, where she shares weekly live gatherings, sharing tools for body literacy, womb healing, radical rest, and a space to explore conversations for rewilding. All classes are recorded and stored in the Living Library. If you're listening, you can receive 50% off monthly membership by clicking the link in the show notes.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Depths of Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Danielle. Today, Shauna Holman joins us on the show. Shauna is a wife, a mother, a teacher, and a health enthusiast who has experienced a remarkable health transformation. She battled with brain fog, chronic migraines, and sinus infections for years, but her journey to become a little less toxic has given her a new perspective on life. Shauna is the founder of A Little Less Toxic, and she has an Instagram page where she shares so many useful tips, and she's also just released a book, A Healthier Home, which was released this month, so congratulations for that. So today, we explore what a toxin is, how they can affect us, where in our home and in our life they may be hiding. Now this conversation is not meant to overwhelm. It is an opening to explore a new way of living and a new way of looking at things. After listening to this conversation, I am sure that you will have some tools to get you started today. And as Shona explains in this conversation, this is not at all about bringing fear into your life. This is about empowering you to make decisions that are best for you and your family. Before we get started, I'd love to welcome you to our Women's Circle membership, where we hold weekly live gatherings to learn tools for body literacy, deep nourishment, and a space for women to gather, to be seen, and to be heard. This week we just had an incredible circle with Sarah who is a holistic nutritionist and she shared a workshop on the brain gut connection. Oh, it was so amazing. I learned so much. And the next one that we have is the new moon circle and that will be on Wednesday. We're also exploring within that reflexology. So how you can bring the practice of reflexology into your life and also share it with your loved ones. This is a free event actually, most of the moon cycles are free, so you can join the free community, I'll leave the link in the show notes and you'll get updates for the zoom link so that you can come and join us. Before we dive into this conversation, let's just check in with our body for a moment. Taking a deep inhale, feeling the breath fill up your whole body and reaching all the way down to the hip space. As you exhale, let the hips relax, let your tailbone soften. Guide that breath down and let it rise up as the inhale expands your whole body. In this next exhale, feel the softening from the back of the head all the way down to the heels on the left and the right side. London in the space to receive. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Welcome everybody to the Depths of Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle. This week we welcome Shona onto the show. Welcome, Shona. Hi, thanks
3: for having me. Ah,
2: so good to have you here. I feel like I've been waiting forever.
3: <laughs> it's been a long time.
2: Yeah. A serious long time. And it's been, so this conversation is going to be all about toxins (laughs) and we're going to go down some paths with this. But before we start, I would love for you to share with our audience how you got to this point of sharing all this information with the world. Why do you think it's important?
3: Yeah, it's really, I didn't mean to, I like to call myself an accidental influencer because I didn't really intend to grow an audience or like share with the whole world, but I'm happy that more people want to hear but what I grew up very conventionally, all, all of the things, just, you know, the fast food, the conventional products, just, all you know, I'm a product of the eighties and nineties in America and uh, just very conventionally. And there was never really much of a problem with that, that we noticed or realized until there was a problem. And I started to get, uh, I'll try to make a long story short, but I had chronic migraines or sinus infections for like five years. That was treated very conventionally and never got any answers and progressively got worse, more frequent, more severe. So it was, it was, uh, severely impacting my life. And at the tail end of that five years, when I was just so frustrated with taking these medications over and over again, I, my body was over it too. And it was really worn down. And I ended up just from like a little hangnail, getting a, an infection that became antibiotic resistant and turned into sepsis MRSA situation that left me on a week of IV antibiotics and then a month of oral antibiotics. And I was just completely over. And there was still no answers. I'm like, I don't want to keep taking these things. My body is worn down and I I don't, I don't want to keep taking these. It's not helping and it's not doing anything. And all my doctors were like, we don't have any answers for you. You just have to keep taking them. That's it. And I didn't like that answer and I was fed up. So I decided to start looking for other answers. And I started reading books and just looking at different information and started learning about inflammation and realized that things that I was using and consuming were contributing to inflammation in my body. And I immediately after getting off of those antibiotics, I did a uh, an elimination diet where I looked at different. Foods that I was consuming that could be contributing to inflammation. I took all of them out for three weeks and then one at a time started adding one in to kind of do like a test to see if I reacted. And sure enough, I did. My body was completely not accepting any of those things at that time. And through the process of looking at ingredients in my food, I started paying more attention to the ingredients in everything else too. But within, I would say, I can't remember exactly anymore because this was almost 10 years ago, but within a week or two, the migraine that I I had, it was a whole year of not a moment without pain, but within two weeks I had no pain and it wasn't the meds. It was just changing. And it wasn't like this drastic change. It was just little things. And it completely changed my world it rocked my world and i got very excited and wanted to share this information with other people because it just it was like life altering goodness and i knew that it could help other people so i'm sharing this of course with like you know my husband and my best friends and my family that also had inflammation issues and you know, one thing led to another and several years down this road and other people are having their lives changed. And I'm picking up my own little tips and tricks and sharing them. And my friends and my mom are like, you got to make a blog bugging me, bugging me, you know? And then, so eventually I go, okay, I'll like make a, public Instagram page thinking it was just going to be these people that cared about this stuff. So I felt more free to talk about it more regularly because, you know, on your personal channel, you don't want to be like, I'm the toxin lady all the time. <laughs> so I felt a little more free to share that more regularly. And, you know, it was like the Wayne's World effect is like, they'll tell two friends and they'll tell two friends. And now there's a lot more people that are also interested in this information, which is very encouraging to me. Because the more of us that care, the more change we will see. And I, I'm just rolling with it. So that's where we are.
2: Wow! And your Instagram is flying. You got like 180,000
3: people I, following wild. you. When did you <laughs> so, start it? Uh, the end of 2018, I guess. Wow. Just like as I've never tried to. Yeah, I'm. I'm thankful for it, and that's I'm wild. so excited people are here.
2: It's funny how I picked up on that bit. Like, let's, let me just backtrack to what just happened. because I'm like social media. Wow. 178,000. I think it is really like, I I just checked out. What is, I'm so curious because when you took you,
3: when you eliminated these things out of your diet, were you able to introduce them again? Some of them. Yes. And I'll continue to experiment with them. And they're really common ingredients. Some of them, like it was like gluten, corn, soy, dairy, artificial sweeteners, things that I was consuming regularly and did not think they were impacting me at all. Cause I would eat whatever and not get an immediate reaction. Um, but when I did the provocation part where I was adding a Mac in, I didn't get an immediate reaction then either. It took about four hours for me to react, but it was a really like kind of scientific process, which I found fun. And, uh, so what I've done is over the years is I'll, I'll reintroduce again to see how I re- react. And if I do, then I leave it out for a while. Cause there's a lot of healing that can go on. Mm. So there seems things that my body should be able to tolerate a lot of them. And it just didn't because it was so inflamed, you know?
2: Wow. And did you also go down the path of like, what is the
3: quality of what I'm eating as well? Yeah yeah, so when I did the reintroduction, I'm like, I'm gonna give it the best chance that I've got. I'm gonna get the best of the best. Like it's gonna be soy. it's gonna be organic fermented soy. and right. it didn't work. So um, with milk, though, no, I just didn't, by the time I got to dairy, I was just so fed up because it was, you know, like multiple weeks of I had been mm-hmm. feeling really good, and then I started adding things back in and felt crappy again. And I'm like, I don't want to even keep doing this. I don't miss dairy. It's been like two months at this point, so it took me a long time to reintroduce any dairy. But it didn't go well until much, much later when I reintroduced raw dairy in my body. That's what I was gonna ask, raw. how did that go? Great. It's I, I can eat raw dairy all day, all night, no problems at all. When I have conventional dairy even now, and it like I said, it's been like 10 years, it's not always my best friend, but raw is never an issue. That's
2: that's so like profound because I've been having conversation on this podcast with uh, Sally Fallon. Have you heard of her yes. nourishing traditions? Yes. That like blew my mind. I I already had this inkling that we needed to go raw. And actually my partner's like all over it. He won't touch anything that's pasteurized. But then when I mm-hmm. started getting into it and figuring out like, wow, what is actually going on in that industry? Mm-hmm. That then I was like, I'm never touching that stuff again. For many, mm-hmm. many reasons. If anyone's interested, go and check out that podcast. But we've noticed such a difference in ourselves because my partner gets inflammation, gets sinus issues. And when, um, for instance there's certain things that we've been noticing when it happens to him is when he's eating nuts and seeds.
3: Mm-hmm. Did you
2: notice that with, with your diet with nuts and seeds?
3: No, I, I do a lot of fermenting or like soaking my greens. And I think that probably helps me a whole lot. But yeah. I do have some that aren't properly prepared or like traditionally prepared and I still do okay. Yeah. That's what we've
2: started doing actually soaking. And that is a massive difference. It's so interesting how... There is these like fads on what we should be eating, these diets, what we should be doing with our food. But if we just go like we go to like ancient traditions, what they've been doing with their food with fermenting, then we can really look at oh, maybe this is what our body, this is what's helping our body to digest and reduce the inflammation or any issues caused. But as we're like getting into this, people might be like, what the hell is a toxin anyway? (laughs) Like it's like it's kind of like a buzzword right now, isn't it? It's like, uh go on a detox or like detoxify or toxins in this toxins in that what is a toxin simply
3: right yeah so and we use that word toxin kind of overarchingly to mean anything but there's really toxins and toxicants which my husband's always like are you talking about toxic ants like what it's not a real word but it is I promise <laughs> toxins are naturally occurring they're found in things like bacteria mold viruses um things that are naturally occurring that are within the earth you know like we hear about arsenic these are things that naturally exist and they're there for a reason but when it's out of balance it's a problem for our bodies and then there are toxicants which are man-made they are uh, manufactured or extracted and can be things like insecticides pesticides industrial byproducts and things like that that we end up seeing in a lot of the man-made products that we're exposed to now at a higher rate than ever before so Both of those things can impact our bodies, but the toxicants, I think are the ones that are much more problematic because they are, they don't occur in nature, but not just that. It's just the overwhelming amount that our bodies are having to contend with in modern times.
2: Right. And, and how does that then affect our body when we come into contact with it? What kind of things, I know we just spoke a lot about inflammation, but what is actually going on when it gets inside our system? (laughs)
3: Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like inflammation, like that is the most important word when we're talking about how things impact our body or, or one of them, because what happens is, so I, I always give this example and people have other ones to have seen like a, a funnel and a bucket and a rain barrel. I, I just, my brain was like, I have a beverage dispenser because I like to host parties and things. So I have <laughs> like a beverage dispenser and you know, how it has a little spigot at the bottom and the place you pour things in on the top. And it's like, our bodies are capable of eliminating waste, removing toxins. They're designed to do that. We have all these different systems and organisms to do that and things pour in and then it drains out. But if we pour in faster than it can properly drain out, it's going to spill over the top. And when it spills over the top, that's when we get that inflammation, which is the root of virtually all disease or illness. And it's going to cause all these other processes and things to just go out of alignment. So we end up seeing things like the sinus problems, the migraines, the joint pain, the brain fog, the fatigue, the irritability, depression, just pretty much anything that you can trace it back to inflammation and inflammation oftentimes has a root cause of toxicity.
2: Wow. And that must have a knock on effect to so many other things. Mm -hmm. Like we had some questions come through about, um, You know, fertility issues right now, Mm -hmm. and this is just another thing that it rolls into. If we really get to the root of what's happening inside of our body, to then for our body then to be in a state of stress, which is in when it has inflammation, then it's not going to be interested in creating life. No, right?
3: No, if we're just trying to like fight for preserve what we have, there's not going to be. Yeah, a lot of capability or willingness wanna reproduce, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and to me, it seems as though it's all secondary, you know, like when I was brought up, the way that I was brought up, sorry, it was like we're just eat we're eating, we're having food together, or we're cleaning our clothes, or we're using these products. And we really didn't have that chance to have a second thought about what was going on. It was like, Oh, this can't really affect you. Like it might give you a skin rash or you might put weight on, or you might get indigestion, but nothing really that would be causing long-term issues or really deep chronic issues within the body. And so this for me is like really working its way out of my subconscious as well, that we need to really take responsibility for what we are putting inside of our body or what we are around. And I think there are things that are really common, like we think about pesticides on our food or the chemicals or the antibi- antibiotics that could be fed to the animals, um, things like this. or so even, you know, I think it's becoming common to see now with cleaning products, for instance, like if you're using bleach, then wow, this is going to be super intense for you. But it's very obvious. Right. So I'm curious too, the things that are, that are hidden away that maybe we don't really speak about so much, but they are really common in our households, or they're really common to consume.
3: Right, right. Yeah, because it is really that compound effect, you know, and I don't like to get into it so much because I don't want people to feel fearful or overwhelmed, because that in and of itself is toxic. But I do think it's important to have eyes open and be aware of what is going on, because it empowers us and it equips us to to feel more well, so we can live more well. So really it's, you know, like you're saying, it's like a little bit of antibiotic, a little bit of pesticide, a little bit of fragrance, a little bit of food dye, a little bit of artificial this, a little bit of preservative. It's, there's a lot, a little bit, and it really adds up much more than we're realizing because we just don't even realize it's there. I just took it for granted all my life. It was just like, it's just food, but it really isn't anymore. It used to be, but it's not, you know, we talking about those traditional processes. So toxins, toxicants can hide anywhere. I mean, now it's really, it's in our water, our air and our soil. It's unavoidable, but it's also in a lot of the things that we're inviting into our homes. And I think the number one thing for me that I want to tell people to start to look for, because if you look for this one ingredient, you're going to eliminate a lot of junk from your home and life. It's fragrance. So many things have fragrance and we don't even realize we don't look at it's like, it's in your blush. It's in your soap. It's in your detergent. It's in your lotion. It's in your shampoo. It's in everything. In your nappies. Well, not your nappies. It's in, it is. In nappies and diapers, it's in wipes, it's in everything. And, and I, I think we'll talk about that too, but If we just even look at that one ingredient, and I'm not saying like fragrance is the devil, but it's just like one of those things that it's in every single thing. So there's a lot of cumulative effect. And if we start to look at the next time I'm going to replace my uh, body cleanse, the one that I invite into my home, if I get one that doesn't have fragrance, I'm going to eliminate 99% of the products that are on the shelf. And I'm going to bring in one that is safer for my family, for my body and for my home and for the environment. And then next time it's another product and then we'll slowly replace so that our home is a lot less toxic within very little time because we're replacing products all the time. But that would be my number one, because I feel like it's very easy to locate. And if you just get rid of that one ingredient, you're going to eliminate a lot of crappy options.
2: Yes. Wow. I'm so glad you said that because that was the first thing that came up for me when we first, well, when we had our daughter, so like 18 Mm -hmm. months ago. We, we were very aware of, you know, the, the toxicant. So how do we say this word? If it's toxin, people... okay. yeah, to- well, right. to- I'm to- just trying to get yeah. in with you. Like I'm going to be like professional, like, oh, toxins very good
3: toxins. <laughs>
2: but I remember it really coming to light because all of these products that we, I have been uh, told, you know, these are safe to use for our babies and they make them smell so delicious. But it's crazy because they lose their natural smell. And I honestly, I was like, but they smell so nice. And they remind me just of babies, you know, when you have these powder and things. But we decided, no, okay, we're just going to start, like, clean everything out and just have everything, natural products. And we realized we hardly use anything. Literally, she, if we wash her, (laughs) when we wash her, it's just water, you know, like, we don't need anything right now. And it's very interesting to see how people react as well when you take certain uh, fragrances away because there's this expectation of what you should smell like and what is like clean as well. And one of the things that we've really, one of the things that I've struggled with is washing detergents. So I'm Mm going to ask you, what do you use? Like, What is the thing that makes your clothes clean and it smells great? Because I'm always struggling with this one.
3: Yeah, you know what? That was one I wanted to bring up too because I feel like this is kind of like a gateway realization for people, especially with babies. At least it was for me. I Mm -hmm. thought that something was a baby-approved detergent, then it must be safer for the whole family. When in fact, it is exactly the opposite. Mm -hmm. The number one selling baby detergent that everyone like—I'm not going to say names—but like everyone knows this brand, everyone buys this brand because it's made for babies it is so toxic it is so highly fragranced and the ingredients are just terrible and uh I, if i can point people to that cuz when i realized that i'm like listen if this is supposed to be safe for babies and it's not why would i trust this industry with my child at all i don't uh, and it's not just the detergent it's all the things that i just i feel like that was just such a um an eye opening one for me so there are a lot of detergents that are way safer and work extremely well. I started in the beginning by making my own cause I didn't trust anyone's ingredients. It just was overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. but I found homemade detergent, at least for me has not it's homemade soap. It's not detergent. It just doesn't work very well. Yeah. I used yeah. it for years and it wasn't, it wasn't the biz. So I have been uh, trying different products over the years. And I, even with a uh, cloth diapering, cause we mm-hmm. cloth diaper babies and I, I was refusing to use the more commercial toxic things. So I have found a lot of good ones that work A three that I'm constantly rotating right now are ones by Molly suds. Mm-hmm. And that one was created by a mama who had a baby with a severe health issue. And she's just lovely and her products are wonderful and, um, thrive market. I don't know. You probably don't have that where you are, but I use a. It's like a home grocery delivery service and they have the private label stuff and their detergent's wonderful. And I just started a couple months using one by a brand called Truly Free, which is really good. So good. So so there's a lot plant-based? of
2: plant-based. Is that's what it is? Yeah.
3: That's mm-hmm. really cool. And do you have like links
2: too. for these on your website?
3: I do yeah anytime that I end up loving a product I'll usually reach out to the brand and be like hey do you have a discount code and even if they don't I will I'll put them on my website I have just like tons of personal favorites listed there different categories too for like if you're looking for baby or you know bathroom home whatever
2: that's really awesome I want to check that out as soon as I'm going to Canada and it'll be much easier for me to get my hands on things there here it's crazy you know like we've been using this is a crazy one like Bicarbonate soda and baking it because this is what I heard, and then using it as a washing um, detergent. But honestly, it's not like fine. We know there's nothing like uh, there's no toxins on there, but it just doesn't smell like great, and the clothes are so
3: hard. You know, it's like right. I want to get the buildup off, like that's part of cleaning them too. You know, but that fragrance thing, I kind of wanted to bring something up about that too because. You're so trained. There's two things. Okay. We're so trained, like you're saying to have this scent experience yeah. that we perceive that as clean when really, <laughs> if a garment is clean, it should smell like the fabric that it's made of. Right. Like, but we're so we're, we're just conditioned that this is what clean smells like. And it's such a marketing tactic. And I feel totally. like we can just and then the other thing is once you remove those things, it's kind of like what happened with me with the elimination diet. So now that I don't have artificial fragrance in my home, when I'm exposed to it, I immediately, my body knows it. I get like a tightening in my throat, a headache, like I walking down the street and someone's using fabric softener. I'm like, Oh, I, I can feel it. And I think that we have just dumbed down our senses or doled down our senses so much by constant inundation of it that we don't know that it's affecting our body. Uh, like kind of like, and like, this is completely non-related, but like, think about an alcoholic, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can drink more and more and more, and I don't think that it is impacting me, but there's still internal damage happening to my organs. And the same thing with these toxins like fragrance, I don't think it, or me with my, anything with the food and stuff, I didn't think it was impacting me, but there was still damage going on inside of me. I had just dulled my response so that I didn't know it was occurring.
2: Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up actually, because it makes me think about that numbing down of senses when, if we think about why would we need to smell anything? Okay. Mm -hmm. So but if we really think about survival, we want to smell, sniff out if there's like a fire or if there's a predator coming or if there's something like there's an infection. Like we want to be able to identify what is happening. And that's very interesting because it shows that once we're disconnected from our sense of smell, it numbs us from so many other things. And I wonder if that's another cause of like keeping us in this stress response because we're so like numbed out things are happening around us but we can't even identify it we don't even know that there is a danger around us or something that could be harming us and then I even think about how does that affect our relationships you know if we can't smell the pheromones yes (sighs) wow
3: everything I have chills I just you're speaking my love language I (laughs) think We are designed to have these responses. and by right. dulling our responses, it is impacting the way that we interact with the world, with people, with ourselves, with nature, with everything. It, it really it impacts all parts of life. We were designed to have a response. We're not allowing ourselves to have the response because the body, one of my uh, early mentors, this uh, friend from church,' it's a really well known, um, nutritionist, but he said that one of the best and worst things about the human body is its ability to adapt. We will Mm -hmm. adapt to the situation that we create for ourselves or that we are in. And it's, it's not always a great thing. Like I'm going to learn to like be okay with this inundation of fragrance and EMF and all the toxins, but it doesn't mean it's not doing something. It's doing a lot of things.
2: Wow. I Mm go goosebumps too, because I'm like, Yeah, if we can't pick it up through our sense of smell, our body is going to show us in a different way. Like, hey, like you've got skin rash or sinuses, like something's happening in the inside. Like you can't smell it, you can't pick it up. I'm going to show you another way because stuff is
3: happening here. Wow. Eventually, it'll get your attention. Eventually, somehow,
2: somehow, Somehow. (laughs) maybe not today, maybe in a week or a year, but I'm going to tell you that something's going on inside of your body. Yeah. whoa yes see this mm-hmm. goes much deeper than it seems like on the surface like just like just toxins but really what is happening underneath so i'm wondering oh there was one other thing actually i wanted to ask you about like the fire retardant um chemicals on yeah. bedding and things like that, especially like kids beds you know in their cots and things when we were yeah. looking for a we she actually never slept in a cot honestly we had a side one a side crib and she never slept in it. she was always in our bed but we yeah. got it, and it was so difficult to find anything without um, the fire retardant chemicals.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's awful. So um, I think their technical name is like PBDES. It's like blah, blah 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 blah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know. <love> <laughs> I, I wrote about it, like you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they they're really. Um, They're everywhere. It's on, you know, our furniture, it's on the clothing. I, people are always amazed by this. When I buy kids pajamas at the store, I look for the ones with the yellow warning tag because the (laughs) yellow warning tag says these are not made with flame retardants. Like you're, that's a great Um, tip it's, it's a great tip. And I think it is just such an indication of what the industry is like the mindset of the industry. We, they're warning me that something doesn't have carcinogenic (laughs) chemicals that I'm going to put my baby in for at least 12 hours a day. You know, your baby's usually in their jammies, like all day long, half of their life is going to be spent in a flame retardant soaked. It's like woven into the fibers. It's, it's really insane. So I want to buy the ones with the warning label and it's like, make sure they fit snugly. Like I wasn't going to dress them in like a sack anyway. And, um, yeah, no, but yeah, it's in everything, you know, like that it's, we, we bought a uh, car seats even that have no flame retardants and things. And it. It, it, it's in everything. It's starting to be taken out of things because there is more understanding about how toxic these chemicals are, but it's, you know, it's a slow process. <laughs>
2: oh, thank you for that tip. I'm going to be using it now.
3: <laughs> One
2: yeah, more thing I wanted to bring up was um, candles. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about candles because I did not know this until, well, when I was pregnant, I used to always burn a candle. I'd be like, do my meditations, la la Then mm-hmm. I was like, heard about the paraffin and how it's just like having basically a car engine inside of your room, especially because my windows were locked. Like it was yeah. just like, a container for this whatever's coming from this candle and then yeah. i switched to beeswax i know yeah, yeah it's it's a lot more expensive but if you make your own then it's, yeah. it's actually pretty cool
3: yeah and it, you know just I, I i feel like my my uh financial spending has just shifted and the things that i find more important to spend on so, you know, like we, we might not spend over here as much and save, you know, it just looks different for everyone, but I used to love scented candles. I was yes. like loved scented candles and I still do, but I went years without using any for that same reason. Cause I started to learn just how yucky they were. And then I bought unscented beeswax and same thing, they're kind of expensive and they didn't give the aroma, but I still like the vibe. So you can use scented beeswax and beeswax actually can help to clean the air, which is really cool because it releases negative ions, which like grab onto particles and make them fall to the floor so that they're not in it's cool. Oh, I didn't
2: know so, that. That's
3: great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Oh, I'm actually helping my air with these. And you know, making the vibes but yeah beeswax candles are great there's like coconut wax and soy wax and things too that are better and you know getting the all cotton wick and the lead-free this there's even scented ones now that are not made with yucky stuff so I buy I have a couple of brands that I love that I buy scented candles from and I have one right over
2: there
3: I'm missing mine because
2: making my own beeswax candles is like kind of cute you know but they're not I don't know. I can't seem to make them as well as if I spend a little bit of money for some reason. <laughs> they only burn like halfway and then they're like, I'm done. Like the wiki's like, okay, I'm gone now. I'm like, come back I <laughs> eat <Meet> the
3: flame. <laughs> it's obviously, the DIY girl, I like doing stuff, but sometimes I just want it to work. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I just, I just want to flame. That's all I just want yeah, to do. No. flame. That's it. All right. all right. So um, what else did I want to ask you? So what top tips would you give? to our listeners who are like, all right, I'm going to get started with this. I'm going to take it slow. What are the, um, the best things that I could start doing today that are simple that would support my body to be, yeah. to, you know, like for one, there's like, okay, what are the simple things I can change? And wh- what, how can I help my body to release any potential toxin buildup that's already there?
3: Yeah, so I think that, I think people think that this is going to be like this really overwhelming thing, or you have to do all or nothing. So I think my first thing is to kind of get rid of that mindset, because if you overwhelm yourself, you're either not going to start, or you're going to give up really quickly. So first I would say to just my, I always tell everyone, do what you can with what you're able. And as it makes sense for you, and that will look different for you than it does for anyone else. And it's going to continue to look different over time. So Things, all right. So we know our bodies are designed to be able to eliminate toxins. So, what do we want to do? We want to limit how much it's having to process and help it to process what it must. So, one thing we can do is like, so stress is toxic. So, I don't want you to stress about this, but I do want you to start to become more aware. So, limit what things come into your home and into your body. And it does not, like I said, need to be a complete overhaul unless that is what feels right to you in this season but it can be just like, Oh, the ketchup's out. Let's get one without high fructose corn syrup, you know, or the shampoo, the toothpaste, the deodorant, just one thing at a time. And over time, immediately it's going to be different. You're going to have less toxic burden immediately. And over time, that's going to compound. And then while you're doing that, I think it's important to do things that help our body to do its job. Well, so movement, uh, reducing stress, getting fresh air, like open your windows in your house every single day for at least 10 or 15 minutes, no shoes inside and dust regularly, dust and vacuum regularly because dust holds a lot of toxic crap in it. So get those things out. Like we do those things to help support our body movement, open up the windows, remove shoes and limit what's coming into the home and into our bodies. It's that's it. And you just keep doing that over time. Here I am 10 years into this and I still have a long way to go and that's okay. I've come a long way in 10 years. And I, I think there's no, this I have arrived and now I am miss a little less toxic. Like, no, we're all just continually looking for ways that we can make our lives and homes a little less toxic because it makes us feel better and live better and be able to do more for others. It's just good stuff. I love your approach to this, honestly, because
2: it can seem very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And also as our mind starts to kick in with like, I need to get rid of everything now and start fresh. But your approach to this is just like, become aware of it and then everything will come. Just start doing the little things and then everything will come. And I think by following you, you you're given this inspiration that we can come to every day and just be like oh I didn't know that that's another bit of information that now is in my awareness so it's going to make a difference because a lot of this stuff is that we just don't know right we just don't know about it so once we start to once we start to know then we have a choice and you just said then about toothpaste (laughs) Mm -hmm. what do you brush your kids teeth with
3: I well for them. I have two brands that we use for the whole family. I used to make our own until I found ones that I like the ingredients of. So we use Redmond and Risewell currently, and Risewell uses an ingredient called hydroxyapatite, which is really cool. Mole- molecule your body makes that reproduces enamel, and it it's just it's amazing stuff, and, and completely non toxic. And so yeah, we like those two a lot.
2: How did you use to make your own? What was you what did you used to use?
3: Like bentonite clay and uh, fractionated coconut oil. I'm like, I like that. No one can see me, but I'm like, I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm <laughs> things thing Sometimes a little xylitol and baking soda and essential oils. Combination of that. I have that up uh, on my. On my that's, page we're and, we're you know. trying
2: to get through that right now. Ariya's got mm-hmm. her teeth, and um, yeah, she's. It's interesting. We had this mate called Jack and Jill, and yeah. I thought it was great, but actually, I looked at the toothbrush, and it like it's a different color it changes the color of the white toothbrush to like an orange like I'm already struggling to keep her teeth white you know so I'm right now (laughs) I'm like I don't want her with orange teeth please she won't wash her mouth out so whatever's in there it's staying in there so I'm I'm looking forward to trying some of these products out that you've tried for sure but right now we have like we're just using coconut oil. That is it. She'll just go on and she'll just have this. It's kind of like a toothbrush, but it's like a t- tooth guard. Have you seen that? Uh-huh. that yeah. Like that? No one can see me either, but I'm putting it <laughs> to demonstrate. <laughs> but this is great. This is like the best invention. She would just sit and she'll chew on it. And it's yeah. really, really helping. Because at one point I was like, oh, no, she's never going to brush her teeth. But then this tool yeah. is insane. It's amazing. I love that.
3: Yeah. You just reminded me of another thing. It was like a top tip. I was thinking, but didn't say out loud. I don't think, but was just reading ingredients that I Um, think that's becoming an aware is I'd never used to turn products around. I just looked at the marketing labels on the, it's like, good. it's just, that's marketing. That's not what's inside. So turn the product around and look what's actually in it. Cause then you can be informed and educated about if I want to invest my money into this product and put it into my body. Into my heart, right. that
2: yeah. is a great tip because actually, if you turn it around and there's like a million ingredients, you can kind of yeah. just put it back down straight away.
0: <laughs> You'll yeah. be like,
2: and goodbye. So that right. kind of makes it easier. But the marketing is good, like, it is so. This is one thing of just like taking back our power is knowing that these marketing companies get paid a lot of money to put this stuff out there so they are good at what they do and now there's more competition and they're learning to like hide things and yes. like display things in different ways and it's like let's yes. just figure out what's actually happening and right. the internet's amazing because we can find so much at the same time <laughs> it's full of crap as well so it's like right. once we find people like yourself, really doing positive influence in this area it's like okay i trust you i trust what you're doing and i'm gonna follow this journey with you
3: yeah yeah and i want to always like be really uh i don't know what the right word is but like i i find that responsibility of having other people's trust um very honoring and humbling and, and quite overwhelming to tell you the truth but I have to just remember like I'm just going to continue to share exactly what I'm doing because I love it and I believe in it and it works for us and it might not work for everyone but that's okay because we all have to make our own decisions <laughs> you know
2: I love that very humbling thank you and is there anything what offerings do you have on your website what's the kind well, of things? people go and find you what are they going to find?
3: Yeah. So I do have like all of my favorite product recommendations there, everything from, you know, candles or toothpaste, anything we've talked about here to food products and linens and things like that. And, um, uh, it's, it's all stuff that I currently use and love and, uh, would, uh, would and do buy for friends and family. And a lot of times I do have discount codes for them too. So I know that that helps offset the cost because it can get pricey during all these switchovers. And I also just wrote a book It won't be out until February of next year, but you can pre-order it now. And it has all of this information inside. And it is literally a room by room guide to help you make your home and lives a little less toxic. So if you're like, oh, we're, you know, switching out something or updating this, you can just turn to that chapter. It's like not a book that I expect anyone's going to go, I'm going to open and read this shut and like never look at it again. It's like something that will live in our homes. I need it. I, I want to refer to it. Like, what was that about flame retardants? Where, what, where can I find things that are healthier? And I can turn to that chapter and find recommendations right there for, for all of the things it has got the kitchen, the pantry, just everything in there that I could think of that I've ever shared about and more. And Amazing. I'm saying
2: congratulations.
3: Thank you. Thank That's you. That's really
2: awesome. And like, also what a great gift that would be for someone.
3: I think so. I'm really proud of it. I I do think it's going to be very helpful. And I still am in absolute disbelief that I'm getting my physical copy tomorrow and early copy and maybe that will make it feel more real.
2: That's amazing. (laughs) Honestly, I'm doing a celebratory dance. No one can see this, but that is so cool. And I can just imagine, you know, because you don't want to be like pestering people all the time, like, oh, you shouldn't be having this or you should do this. But like, if you have this book, like here's a gift for you. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this is fascinating because it's always easier to accept some information sometimes from like somebody else away from
3: like oh, your immediate yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, put it on me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So people can go and pre-order right now.
3: Yeah, it's on like all the major book retailer sites, you know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everywhere. It hit bestseller on Amazon the day that I announced it. Like just I people are excited and it's very encouraging because the more of us that do this, the more the industry is forced to change. Right. And we can turn back exactly. that clock a little bit, you know? So I think it's it's really exciting.
2: That is amazing. I'm so so happy for you and so happy that we get to get our hands on it soon. I will definitely be getting that to bring into my new home in Canada. I can't hey, wait. <laughs> God. Well, this has been such an incredible conversation and I will put all your information in the show notes so people can find you. And just thank you for the work that you're doing.
3: No, oh, thank you so much. I'm just, I love you. I enjoy you. That was just so fun to get to chat with you like that. Thank
2: you. It really was. I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> <laughs>